Press. We're up to the bottom line of Mandalat Amid Beis. So Tanra Abanon, the Gemara teaches, uh, today's daf is mostly going to be dealing with Shaiman. Tanra Abanon, Shor Shehemis. Now, before we get to Shaiman, we're going to want the last little sugya. Shor Shehemis, if an ox kills a person, so the halacha is, we, we, we alluded, the Mishnah kind of spoke this out, that whether the animal's Asabahana depends on what point. Before the verdict, it's not Asabahana. Sorry, once it's the verdict, it is Asabahana. So before the verdict, if before the verdict is given down, Machra, you sold it. Machar, it's a valid sale. Um, yeah, okay. Hikdisha Mukdish, if you're. Uh, if you magdish it, it does work. Now, by the way, they're going to have to they're going to have to kill this animal. <laughs> so it means it's hegdish until the stoning. So what it means is it's hegdish akdekach that people could be over meila. I'm saying the point is it, it has the halachic status of hegdish until until the stoning takes place. Meaning it's not like if you sell it, then it's well. I mean, according to Yehuda, it's no longer you're not going to kill it. But according to Rabbanan, you'll still kill it. But it's hegdish. Meaning it's hagdish kdekach that if the animal, if the, someone uh, benefits from it, it will be meila. Shachtai besari mutter. If you shechted it, you'd be allowed to eat the meat. Hechziru shaymer lebeis bailov muxer. Now let's say you're a shaymer, right? So, so you, uh, right, I lent, I lent uh, Alicia my my ox. It gores and kills someone, and then he hands it back and he's like, "Thank you." So. The halacha is, if you return it before the verdict, fine. Now, you might have to pay, I'll just make it clear, you'll have to pay for the damages that it inflicts, but you don't have to reimburse me for the ox, right? right? The ox gored under your watch, so you'll have to pay kaifer or whatever it is, but the, the question is, do you also have to pay me for an ox? Because if you give me back an iser hana ox, what, what, what are we doing here? The answer is, if you give it back before the verdict... Okay, thank you. That's that. You at least do not have to replace the ox vis-a-vis me. Mishanig Madinai, but once it already got the guilty verdict, now it's Asabana, Asamachre, Nemacher, you can't sell it anymore. Hegdesha, Nemogdesh, you can't magdesh anymore. Shchadai, Basir, Asir, you can't eat it. Hechzir, Shemil, Abai, Levay, Nemogser, and you can't return it to the owner anymore. Because you turn it to the owner, he's going to say, well, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's no longer mine, it's Asabana. And therefore, you have to replace the ox to the owner. Rav Yaakov Oimer, Af Mishanig Medina, Hechzir Shemilayim Moksar. Rav Yaakov disagrees. He says, no, even Hechzir Shemilayim um, Moksar, that Rav Yaakov says, you're able to return it even after it's Asabahano. So, by the way, so it's interesting. So, it sounds like it's a Machlekes Amiroyim, Tanoyim, if I could return. Something that's asabahana, whether it's considered a hazara. Now, this is related to shaymrim, but it's also related to gneva, right? You steal something, if you return it, then it's oikah the lav, right? But if you return it, then it's oikah the lav. So the question is, if I return it and it's asabahana now, does that count? So it seems to me machlekas tanoim. Now, what's interesting about it is, why are they arguing about, they're arguing about this. I have a much more obvious case related to the concept of returning asabahana, and that's chametz. Right, you steal Cheerios from me, and then you return it on Pesach. <laughs> so, is it considered a return? 
seems to be the Shaila is related to Chametz and Pesach. So the Gemara says, What is the Machlekes about? It must be, It must be a Machlekes of whether you could return something that is now Asr Bahana. It wasn't Asr Bahana when you took it under your jurisdiction, or you stole it, whatever it is, but now you're returning as Bahana. Is that considered a, a return? Seems to be a Machlekes. Okay, fair enough. So Gemara says, no. I'm a rabbi. Everyone agrees that I could return something that becomes Asab and it's considered a return. If the Isar Hana happened naturally, meaning, Chomets, right? I steal, I steal Cheerios and I return it to you on Pesach. Do I have to replace it or is it considered a return? Right? So it seems to me a Machalikas Tanah. No, no, no. Everyone agrees that you could do that. Everyone agrees that that's considered a, a return. So what's this is about? Over there it happened on its own. There was no Misa. I didn't create an Isar Hana. It's not like I did it be a dime. It happened by Chametz and Pesach. It just happens. The Machlekes is over here. Is this considered a Misa be a dime? How so? There's a Machlekes. Will they do the verdict, the guilty verdict, on the animal if the animal is not present in court? It's a Machlekes Tanoim. If they'll do the guilty verdict if the animal is not present in court, then it was going to happen regardless. The Isra Hana was going to happen. It's not like the Shimer was involved in creating the Isra Hana. It was going to happen. But if you hold that they only make the guilty verdict if the animal is in court, then by you bringing it to court, it's Ke'ilu your Mazik Biyadayim. Meaning, when it comes to Chametz and Pesach and the Isra Hana just happens naturally, Mimela, it's okay, showing it's, it's, it's Everyone agrees that you could return it because at the end of the day, the Isra Hana happened Mimela. But over here, the reason why it's a machlekes is because the machlekes is, can they give a guilty verdict on the animal if the animal's not present in court? If you could, so there's nothing the shamir could do. It's not like you tell the shamir, why'd you bring it to court? You should have hit it. So you say, well, hit it anyway. It doesn't matter. They're gonna get, the animal's going to be awesome. No, it's like Chametz and Pesach. It's happening. It's just, it's a reality. You can't stop that train. But if you hold that they're only doing it, they're only give a guilty verdict of death. If you bring it to court, be a daim. So by you bringing it to court, that's mazik be a daim. It's worse than chametz and pesach. That that's the perception. Isn't that another even if it's, if you don't have to bring it to court, the fact is that the shemer was negligent, right? So more that's more, regarding his payment for the other person. But the question is returning it to you. That, that's, <coughs> you have to remember, there's two separate things. I'm not absolving the shemer legamri. The shamer is going to have to pay kaifer. I'm not absolving him legamri. The question is: Is him returning the animal to you? Did he at least fulfill the hashlama to return the animal? That's the machlekes. So the Gemara says, "Huh? How is that? You're saying everybody holds that chametz is I took the Cheerios. I give it Cheerios. It's because I'll tell you why. Because at, at the end of the day, the, the, the iser hana that's more of a grama." And then it has to do with the shayla of whether you could take me to court for grama. Meaning this is, you're only going to make me pay if it's be a dime. So the question is, is returning an isar no, if the item bechalal is not the same item, then you didn't return the item. If it is the same item, I it's not as valuable, then you're getting into grama and garmi situations. That's a whole separate sugya. So the Gemara says, Over here the machlekes is, do we, can I give a guilty verdict if the ox is not present? The Rabbanon feel that they can only give the guilty verdict if the ox is present, in which case, by you bringing the ox, the Omer so therefore you could tell, the owner can tell the Shimer, have a miracle gum. If you would have given it to me, I would have hid it, and they wouldn't have done Isar Hanah. The Isar Hanah is because of you. 
But now by handing it over, you, you deliver it into the people. It's not, I, I don't control. So therefore, Rashi says it's more be a dime. Rav Yaakov says, no, they, they, were, they can give a guilty verdict of the death of the animal, even if the animal's not present. And therefore, the Shemir could say to the army, they would have done it anyway, so it doesn't matter what I did. And therefore, it's more like Chametz and Pesach, it's just happening. Okay. My time with the Rabbana, what's the Rabbana Shita that they'll only give the guilty verdict if the animal is present in court? Hashar Yisakel, Vagam Bailav Yumas. The Pasuk says you kill the ox and you kill the owner, which I mentioned yesterday. Killing the owner, by the way, is Kaifer. That's the source of Kaifer. You don't actually kill the owner. Right. But, but, but the Loshan is killing, so it's equating capital punishment of the ox to capital punishment of people. And by capital punishment of people, the person has to be in court. You can't give a guilty verdict if the defendant is not in court. And he says, Rav Yaakov, who disagrees, he says, Bishloim Abailim. It's not the same. The reason why the person has to be in court is because the person could defend himself. There's no tachos of a shar being in court. He can't, uh, can't really help himself. Therefore, he disagrees whether that shar does not have to be present in court. Okay. New sugya. And it is the shaymrim. We are now into the world of shaymrim. So you have shaymrim chinam, shaymrim sacher, noisei sacher, sacher, and a shayl. Tan rabonon, arba nichusu tachaz abaylam. Four shaymrim are now responsible for the ox. You have a shaymrim chinam, shayl, noisei sacher, v'sacher. Hargu, if while the ox was under the shaymrim's jurisdiction it killed a person, so tamim nerogim, if it's a tam, they kill the animal. Upturim and akoifer, and there's no koifer because it's a tam. Muadim, nerog mishal mas akoifer. So far, so good? Okay. The chayov and the hachsid to make sure the bailov, and they have to pay the owner for the ox, assuming they did not return the ox until after the guilty verdict. After the guilty verdict, they kill the ox. You gotta, so I gotta pay the koifer, and then I gotta pay for the value of the ox. So far, so good. Chutz mishaymerchinim, except for the shaymerchinim. The shaymerchinim does, he'll have to pay koifer, but he does not have to pay for the ox. It's strange. So why is that? That's a very strange thing. So he, here's the question. What's the case? Right? Hashem Rechinam is chayef for pshia, Right? Okay, Shail is chayef for everything. Most things. Soicher and Shemir Sacher are usually put in the same category, although there are some opinions that question that. But let's assume Shemir Sacher and Soicher, they're responsible for pshia and Gzela Vaveda. A little more responsibility. Shemachinim is only chayef for pshia. So what's this case? The animal's a muid. It kills. I have to pay koifer. And everyone has to pay for the ox, except for shemachinim. Well, what's the case? If the, if the, if the shemer was pshia, they should all have to pay. If he's not pshia, then why does the shemer sacher have to what, What's the case exactly? So the Gemara says, well, hechi dami. Idinatre, if the shemer guarded the ox, I feel coming out of it. Listen, if, if, the, if he guarded the ox, and his mamash anoinus, then... Then none of them have to pay, except for the borrower. The borrower, yes. But I'm saying the point is, then the shemichino shouldn't have to pay, the shemichacher shouldn't have to pay, the seicher. I mean, what's the case? It wasn't stolen. It's either pshia or no pshia. Yeah? It's a pshia, they should all have to pay. If it's not a pshia, the only one should have to pay is the borrower. So what exactly is the case? So what's the case where the only one, the, the only one who's potter from reimbursing for the animal is the, is the shemichino? Well, what's the case? If it's pshia, they shall be chayiv. If it's not pshia, three out of the four should be potter. So the Gemara says, Amri, hacha b'mayaskinan dinatre shmira pchusa v'leinatre shmira meula. The cases where you did a decent watching but not a great watching. 
So you guarded it for like wins, Ruch Mitsuya, but not Ruch Shein Mitsuya. So you did a baseline watching, but you didn't do a very good watching. So therefore, so for Shemir Chinam, it's not a Pshia. But it's not good enough for a Shemir Sacher, an Isi Sacher, a Sacher, and a Shaya. That's the case. Okay, so this is, by the way, the only part of the daf that's a little bit of a riddle. So what's the case? The case is I did a baseline shmira. Baseline shmira is good for shemir chinam, but it's not good for a seicher, a seicher, a shemir sacher, and a shayel. Here's the problem. Who is the author of this mishnah? Here's the problem. And the Ahmed Bays, we referenced this once before. An Ahmed Bays, we're going to see in a few moments. If I do a basic shmira, is that good for muad? Rav Meir says no. So therefore, you'd have to pay kaifer. Again, our we're teaching right now, you did a baseline shmira. So you have to pay kaifer, which means it's not good enough for a muad. Okay. But it's still good enough for a shemrechinim, which is interesting, but okay, we're splitting it up. It's good enough from a shemrechinim, it's not a pshia, but I have to pay because it's a muad. Fine. Who is the one who says that a baseline shmira is not good enough for a muad? Rav Meir. So this is Rameir. Here's the problem. Rameir Shita is that a Shimer that a Rameir Shita is that a a renter is treated like a Shemrachino. Rameir puts a Seicher like a Shemrachino. <coughs> so it can't be Rameir. Because again, our 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 Brisa separates Shemrachino from the rest. So you'll say, oh, it's but but it also says that you did a basic Shmira, it separates Shemrachino from the rest. Basic Shmira, and you have to pick Kaifer. So that means that basic shmir is not good enough for a muad. That's Rameir. Because our Yehuda Shita is that a basic shmir is not good enough for a tam, but it's good enough for a muad. It's that counterintuitive thing that a muad needs less of a shmira than a tam. Basic shmira, not good enough for a tam, but good enough for a muad. That's our Yehuda Shita, as we'll see in a moment. I, I, I mentioned, I don't know, I did this recently. Whenever it was referenced recently, I checked it up. The Me'iri says the reason is because once it gets to be a muad, then it's not just my responsibility to, everyone should be, Everyone should distance themselves from it. So you're also responsible. Whatever it is. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So the point is like this. Our Brisa, which says, you did a basic Shmira, you still have to pay Kaifer, which means not good enough for a Muad, but Shemrachinam is separate from the rest. So the one who says that not good enough for a Muad is Rav Meir, but Rav Meir puts a Seicher with Shemrachinam. Okay, so this can't be him. Maybe it's Rav Yehuda who puts Shemrachinam separate from the rest. So the problem is, according to Rav Yehuda, a basic Shmira is good enough for a Muad, you won't have to pay Kaifer. So, who is the author? That's the only riddle of the day. So the Gemara says, Amri Keman, well, who is the author of this Mishnah, of this Brisa? Ikra of Meir, if it's like Rav Meir who says, go to the next page, who says that a basic Shmir is not good enough for a Muad, and that would explain why you pay Kaifer. But he says, Seicher Keshemrechinam dami. But he says that a Seicher and Shemrechinam are in the same category. So listen, he chutz Meshemrechinam a Seicher. So he should put Seicher with Shemrechinam, so that can't be him. Ikra of Yehuda, so you say, okay, it's Rav Yehuda who puts Shemachinim separate from the rest, who puts Seicher with Shemachinim. By the way, this is a very negative Rabbah Metziah. Seicher either goes with Shemachinim or Shemachinim. So Rav Yehuda puts Seicher with Shemachinim, meaning Shemachinim is separate from the, the rest three. That Shemachinim is the only one that's only Chayef for Pshia. The rest are, are more responsible. The problem is Rav Yehuda, who does say that, holds that a basic Shemir is good enough for a mood. You wouldn't have to pay Kaifer. They shall be putter from Kaifer because a basic Shmir is good enough. So, who is the author of our Mishnah? So, the Gemara says two explanations. 
Hamani Rav Eliezer, he, Damer Eloi Shmir Elisakin. You know what Rav Eliezer Shita is? Rav Eliezer Shita is that the only, the only, uh, the, oimer, the only Shmira is a knife. Meaning, a shmira, for a Muad, a basic Shmira is not good enough. That's Rav Eliezer Shita. So, according to Rav Eliezer, it makes sense. He holds, like Rav Yehuda, that separate Shemachin from the rest. Aya did a basic Shmira, it's not good enough for a Muad. Kaifer. It's Rav Eliezer Shita. The Gemara says, now, yeah, fine. Now, we'll see, this is in a few few lines. The Gemara continues, who combines the shitas. Rav Liezer holds like Rav Meir regarding that basic Shemir is not good enough for a mu'ud, but he also holds like Rav Yehuda that a Seicher and a Shemir Seicher are in the same category. Okay. Or, a much easier answer. Let's go with Rav Meir. Again, Rav Meir holds a basic Shmira is not good enough for a Muad, so you would pay Kaifer. The problem is Rav Meir puts Seicher with Shemachinam. The answer is that's one version of Rav Meir. There's a different version of Rav Meir that holds that Shemachinam is separate from the pack. So the Gemara says, really Rav Arvua switched the Shittas around, and this is how he had the version. Seicher Ketzim Mishalim, what category do you put a renter in? Rameir Savar Kashemir Sacher. Rameir says that it's like a Shemir Sacher. Ravidamir Kashemir Chinam. So he flipped the names. So according to him, Rav Meir holds that a Sacher and a Shemir Sacher are in the same category, that a Shemir Chinam is separate from the pack. Okay. By the way, it makes sense because I don't know what to do with a renter either. It's like, why should I be responsible? I'm paying to use your item, I'm not paying to watch it. So it's similar to Shemir Chinam. On the other hand, if you are paying, then maybe you should be a little bit more. Um, Responsible. I don't know. Anyway, right in the Gemara. Amar I give my ox to Arla, and he's an unpaid watchman. His achayev. Then, if the ox damaged others, you're responsible. Now we're assuming you're peshaya. So you're peshaya, and the ox got loose and damaged others. You have to pay. But huzak potter. But if the ox got hurt, you don't have to pay. Now that's very strange, because again, you're watching the animal. And under your watch, the animal gets out and hurts people. You got to pay. But if another animal gets into your yard and hurts my animal, you don't have to pay. If you if you were peshe and you accepted responsibility, right? You could always say, listen. You could say the case is where I didn't expect response. I only accepted responsibility if it damages others, but not if it got hurt. But like, why would that be the case? You, you can always stipulate whatever you want. But like, why, why would that be the case? Standard operating procedures. If I give you a shayim mechinim, I can be two two ways. I can say, hey, you watch my phone for me, and you're like, I really don't want any responsibility. I'm not going to pay it out of it. So I'd say, don't worry. If anything happens, it's not on you. I absolve you from everything. Then you'd be potter in both directions. If I say standard shayim case. Then you're responsible in both directions, also if you're Peshe. So what, what, what exactly is the case? So you're only Chayev in one direction. So the Gemara says, Amri, hey, what's the case? Eat the couple of Shemir Sinzakov. If the Shemir accepted the responsibilities of a Shemir Chinam, then Afilu Huzak Nam Lechayev, you should be Chayev in both directions. And yeah, by the way, they, they bring that on the bottom. You don't actually have to verbally accept it. The standard Shemira is an acceptance of Shia. So if it's a case of standard shmirah, you should be responsible in both directions. And and if it's this random special case where you took it and you said, I am not responsible, and I said, fine, you're absolved completely, then I feel his economy you should be put in both directions. So the Gemara says, The case is a standard case of shmirah. The case is that when I give you the ox to guard, I say, listen, 
Arla, you're not paid. Watch my ox. It's an aggressive animal. It's not a muid yet, but it's he could he's he's strong. Be careful. Now, when you hear that, your your guard is up, literally and figuratively, to make sure that it doesn't attack others. So by you letting it attack others is a pshia. If others attack it when you're walking, that's not a pshia because you say to yourself, it's so aggressive, shouldn't it be able to handle itself? Meaning you're walking my ox on Main Street, if it goes and hurts others, that's on you because I told you it's aggressive, you gotta watch it. The cases where another ox came and beat it up, so you were like, you were like, you told me it's aggressive, I thought it could handle itself, it's not a pshia on my part. So the Gemara says, you didn't expect for it to get beaten up. Okay. Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is referring to the case that we had before. And that is, what level of responsibility do you need by a Tam and a Mood? So, Kashu Bailav B'Meisera. The owner tied up the ox with a rein, vinal befun of karoy, or lock the gate, which are basic shmiras. Now it's not heavy deadbolt, but just a basic lock. Viyatsa vihizik, it gets out and damages. Echatam echamun chayev. Divra meir. Remeir holds that it's chayev, because Remeir holds that a basic shmir is not enough for either. You need a high level shmir to exempt yourself. Okay. Rav Yudha says, Tam chayev muad potter. A basic shmira is not good enough for a tam, but it's good enough for a muad. Again, very counterintuitive, but the cheshbon is that once it's a muid, then if the animal gets out, other people should distance themselves from the animal. It's hard to know. It's, it's, it's a hard it's a hard sheet to, to accept, but... Um, is there like a cull? It's like a wild bull. Yeah, that, that, but that's the sheet of the Meiri. That's the way the Meiri explains it. it listen, it's a pasuk. It's a zeris akasiv. But if you want to give a svara to it, that's what the Meiri says. Okay. I guess so, you'd have to say. But, but the point is, it's still, even if there's word out, once it's running at you. It, it, it not, but apparently there is something you're responsible to do. I don't know. Uh, okay. Shenemar, v'lo yishmerenu bailav. Because as the pasuk says regarding Amuid, it did not, you did not guard it. Which implies that if you guarded it at a wall, you'd be exempt. And then, Rav Liezer Oymer, Ein Shmir Lasakna. Rav says the only Shmira is shechting it. Meaning, uh, for a muid, basic Shmira is not going to be good enough. Okay, now, one second. Now, by the way, the difference between Rav Liezer and Rav Meir is that Rav Meir would say that for a muid, if you did a superior guarding, that would exempt you. Rav Meir's only problem is that you did a basic shmir. If you did a high-level shmir, you'd be exempt. Rav Liezer says the only shmir is slaughtering it. I don't care what you did. You could put it like, like Hannibal, like, like, like you know, tied up like this. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not, that's not good enough. According to Rav Liezer, that's the distinction between Rav Liezer and Rav Meir. Okay. My time, the Rav Meir, what's the svar of Rav Meir? That holds that, again, a basic shmir is not good enough. Because he says, Stam The average ox is not normally guarded, meaning the average person does not guard at all. Okay, the average ox is just stam unguarded. Amrachman, I mean, that's a standard case. Like the average person doesn't guard their ox. So the Torah is talking, starting off with no shmir. And the Pasuk says, Because you at least need to guard it somewhat. Then the Pasuk says, to say, Meaning, the Pasuk starts off by saying, 
we're assuming it's unguarded at all. That the Pasuk says, Yechayev Bayatam, meaning you got to do something. Basic Shmir seems to be enough. But then the Pasuk says, Bayamud. Now that we know there's a basic Shmir, the Pasuk says, Bayamud, you're still Chayev, which implies basic's not good enough, you got to go superior. And then that we learn out, Tam from Mood. Okay. Rav Yehuda, who holds that there's a distinction between Tam and Mood, Savar Stam Shavar Mechezkashimikam. He says, no, the average person does a basic Shmir for their ox. That, that, that's, even without the Torah talking, that, that's basic. Tam Nishalim. The Pasuk says that Tam you have to pay. Which implies that you need more. By meaning, standard. The, the, the pasuk starts off with a standard shmirah. The pasuk says for a tam not good enough, which means tam needs superior. But then the pasuk says by a muid also superior. Why do you have to do that? The answer is it's a riboyaberiboyachem minat. Meaning, uh, it's like a double positive which turns into a negative. Like the pasuk already says by a tam you need superior. The fact that the pasuk says by muid you also need superior means it's it's unnecessary, so it reverts back. So the Gemara says, that by a muid you need a, 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 a superior garden, which is unnecessary, because you can learn it out from a tam. So double, uh, double, uh, double positives, two positives turns into a negative. So it goes from there back down. Why not learn out tam from muid? The answer is you can't. The whole point of this is Tom was the was the standard. The pasuk says you didn't guard the muid, which implies that you had to guard the tam higher level. I thought the pasuk is needed to say alav, meaning that the pasuk is saying that if it's not watched at all, isn't it? The pasuk just needed for a standard, not to exclude a tam, just to say that if the animal wasn't guarded, you have to pay. The extra nun vav is to tell you that the shmira of a muad is not the same level as the shmira of a tam. Okay. Then you have Rav Eliezer. He has a new shita, and that is standard shmira works for both, which is a new shita. I don't think we've had that yet, which is a basic shmira works for both. What's the svara? Savar like Rav Yehuda that Amramuud b'Shmir b'Chusas Agile. He holds like Rav Yehuda that a basic Shmira works. V'yalaf negichel tam negichel mud, and then he learns that tam from mud. Okay. Amrav Adi Barava leipater Rav Yehuda alotzad harosha boy alotzad tamus b'mkaimayimadas. Okay, I forgot about this last little, the last little few lines a little bit tricky, and that is Rav Yehuda holds that every mud is really still fifty percent a tam. Meaning, it's interesting. The animal turns into a mood. According to Rav Yehuda, basic shmira is not good enough for a tam. You pay, but mood you're potter. So let's say the animal you did a basic shmira and it's a mood and it gores. You, you still have to pay fifty percent because the tam is still there. Every mood is fifty percent tam and fifty percent mood on top of it. So the the shmira you did a basic shmira and then the animal went out and went nuts, and then and then damaged. So you'll say, well, I did a basic shmir, I'm potter by a mood. No, 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 no. You're potter for the mood part. The tam part, you're still chayef. So you're still chayef 50% for the tam shiva. Correct. Okay. So you're still going to pay 50%. It's just, it's just you're paying the not mood. You're paying the tam shiva. Okay. The Gemara continues like this. I mean, look at Rashi. The Rashi will help us this next few lines. Amirav, last line. Muid lekeren yamin, ain't muid lekeren small. A muid for the right horn is not a muid for the left horn. Meaning, let's say this animal only gores with its right horn. It just attacks, it's just got a right hook. 
can't, you know, can't go left. It just gores with the right horn, then it's a mood for the right horn. The left horn, it's a tam. Okay. So by the way, so what's the Chiddush of that Gemara? The Chiddush is that if it gores with the left horn, it's 50. Right horn is 100. The Gemara feels that that's Pashat. At this point in the Masechta, we've already done this 43 dafim to say that part of the animal is a mood, part of the animal tam, eh, it's Pashat. The Gemara wants to know, it wants more. The Gemara says, Omri, Alibadaman, who is this like? So look at Rashi. Rashi says Alibadaman, you see it, it's, it's, a, it's a thin Rashi, uh, about seven lines from the bottom. Kaloimar, the Gemara cannot mean literally that the Pasuk is telling you, the Gemara is telling you that the right horn is a is a is a is a muid, the left horn is a tam, and what's the chiddush? That if it gores at the left horn, it's fifty, and the right horn is a hundred. It's poshit. Why? We've already had many cases like this where it's a mood for something and not a mood for the other. Didn't we have it where it was like a mood for every interval and like attacks oxen, every other ox? Like, you, you see it gets crazy. The Gemara says, therefore, So what's the Chiddush? You know what he's saying? He's saying it's not regarding the payment, because that's Pasha, it's regarding Shmira, meaning the right horn is a muid, which means the right horn, a basic Shmira would work. A left horn, you'd have within one head of the ox, when it's goring, it would depend on what level Shmira you have. And that, that's a weird thing, because you think like the ox, it's like the same ox. So it's like, well, you did a basic Shmira, so then for the right horn, you won't have to pay. The left horn, you will have to pay. That's the Chiddush of the Gemara. Okay. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Aliba deman. I aliba de Rav Meir. Homer echo tam vechad muid. Shmir mulaboy. But now you're telling me if it's just the Chiddush, is just for the level of Shmir, it can't be Rav Meir, because Rav Meir holds the hell of the basic Shmir. Basic Shmir is not good enough for either. So it can't be that it's referring to Rav Meir. Rather, aliba de Rav Yehuda. Here's the problem. My area Karen small. Afilu biyamin nami ispeitzad tamas vitzvitzad muid. The problem is like this. You're going to tell me it's Rav Yehuda. And what's the Chiddush? The Rav Yehuda holds that there's a different level of Shmira between uh, a Tav and a Mood. And what's the Chiddush of the Gemara? That within one head of the ox, one side of the head requires a high-level Shmira, and one side requires a low-level Shmira. Here's the problem. That's very clever and very interesting. I get it. It's not what you'd expect. But now that you're telling me that every Mood is really a Tam, you don't need two horns. Within one horn itself, let's say the right horn is a muid, and it gores. So you ask me, does the right horn need a basic shmir or a high-level shmir? You know what the answer is? Well, it kind of depends, because a muid needs a basic shmir, a tam needs a superior. What is this right horn? It's both. It's a muid, and it's 50% tam. So half of the horn requires a high-level shmira, and half of the horn, I mean, not literally half, it means half of the responsibility of the horn needs a... That, the point is, once you're already telling me that every muid is really 50% tam, you don't need this weird case of right horn, left horn. Within one horn itself, it, it's both a tam and a muid. So you, you're looking for a case where one head of the horn, one head of the ox is half tam, half muid. Every horn is half tam, half muid. So... The, so the Gemara says, you know what the answer is? Amri lo'olam Rav Yehuda. Really, it's Rav Yehuda. I, according to Rav Yehuda, you're telling me that it's half time, half mood. The answer is the author of this b'raisa, which is Rav, disagrees with the Rav Barava. Meaning, Rav Barava is the one who said that every mood is 50% time. Rav disagrees with that. 
Rav does not believe that that's true. Rav believes that a mood is a mood and a tam is a tam. And therefore, if you want to tell me this wacky case where one ox can be half tam, half muid, you need two different horns. Rav Adabaravi, you don't need two different horns. According to him, every muid is 50% tam. So then you could just have one horn. Rav doesn't believe Rav Adabaravi. Therefore, he has more of a binary, yes or no. Ravada Barava can get into this wacky within one horn itself. 50% time, 50% mood. I'll stop here.